Hey, welcome once again. This is Elle at Iron Dove. Dialogue is the key to reform. Access is the key to dialogue. At Iron Dove, you can find both. Come on down, talk it up, and let's see what we can figure out. Today is the first day of spring, so happy spring. It is the spring equinox, which means that the sun rises exactly in the east, travels through the sky for 12 hours, and sets exactly in the west. And that's basically what, what that means. People have recognized the vernal equinox for thousands of years. And there's many rituals and traditions surrounding the coming of spring. People celebrated again the coming of spring because it was the time to plant. And uh, it became a significant date in Christianity because Easter always falls on the first Sunday after the first full moon after the vernal equinox. So did you get that? It's a little, a, lot, a little bit of after, 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 but that's how they figured it out. And um, the, because of all the changing of the calendars, the formula for Easter is a little bit complicated, but you can just figure it's the first Sunday after the first full moon after the vernal equinox. And that's how you can figure it out. It's, identical for both Western and Orthodox Easter's, but the churches base their dates on different calendars. There's the Gregorian calendar. That's what we use now. And then there was the older Julian calendar, which the Orthodox churches um, use. So that's why they're not always the same. Interestingly, the Egyptians built the Sphinx symbolizing the pharaoh as the incarnation of the sun god Ra. They positioned the great sphinx at Giza so that it points directly towards the rising sun on the day of the vernal equinox, which is kind of a cool little bit of trivia. Uh, the first day of spring also is marked by the beginning of Norus. And Norus is the Persian New Year's Day. It is the seventh feast of obligation devoted to fire and the seventh creation in Zoroastrianism. The vernal equinox is a time of renewal. In nature and elsewhere, it's the spring cleaning, it's the removing the old cobwebs that were coming around the house in the winter, getting, you know, clearing your minds, clearing your fields, preparing the home and the, and the environment for the renewal of life and the planting and whatnot. Most of its origins go back to goddess worshiping cultures and femininity, of course, because it's all about birth. The spring equinox some of the pagan rituals that were carried out during the spring equinox were, for example, a woman and a man were chosen to act out the roles of the spring god and goddess, playing out courtship and symbolically planting seeds. There were egg races and egg hunts and egg painting, traditional activities of this time of year, which go back to this whole pagan thing. So it's kind of interesting. Some of these things you think Easter eggs are Christian thing, but they're really a pagan thing because as Christianity replaced the goddess worshiping cultures, they took things that people weren't going to let go of and they incorporated them into the Christian celebrations.
as Christianity spread across Europe and the goddess cultures were replaced by Christianity, the celebration of the vernal equinox to Esther became Esther Ishtar became Easter. It was a, a celebration honoring the planting of new seeds and fertility, the land, the people, and the hope for new life and life-sustaining growth. And it was replaced by the more solemn commemoration of Christ and the Christian holiday of Easter. The Circle Sanctuary, which is um, a pagan, which publishes a pagan magazine called Circle Magazine, describes the goddess manifests as Ostara or Ostre with her basket of eggs. She's accompanied by hare or rabbit, a manifestation of God. Green has been sacred to this Sabbath since ancient times because it represents the greening of the land with vegetation. This is the festival of new growth. So if you, th if you think about that little description and you start to think about Easter and the Christian uh, Easter tradition that most sort of Americanized Easter ce people celebrate, it's the Easter basket, which is a basket of eggs in green grass, which is pretty much this description of this um, pagan festival to the goddess Ostara that manifests the spring. So there you go. It all goes back to the same stuff. Thousands of years old, you know, traditions that, um, that became replaced by other things. There were early references to a similar holiday from Babylon in 2400 BCE. The city of Ur, U-R, apparently had a celebration dedicated to the moon and the spring equinox. Um, held during the time of March or April in the spring, and um, the Zoroastrians continue to celebrate Novruz, the new day over the new year, like I said before. Judaism, it's believed that the Feast of Weeks and Passover are derived from the spring equinox, um, in part from the Babylonian holiday, during the period when so many Jews were held captive by the Babylonian Empire. So that it's likely that the Babylonians were the first to use the equinox as an important turning point in the year, that um, today Passover is a central feature of Judaism and the Jewish faith, and, um, and it's sort of a, you know, a, a holdover. I mean... That's what some people say. You know what? Who really knows? You know, if you ask one person, the legend's one thing. Fertility and rebirth, God's dying and being reborn. Current modern history, oh, as I told you, is neo-paganism. Modern Wiccans, which are neo-pagans, celebrate Ostara, Oster, and Easter. And uh, I told you about that. That's the lunar goddess Oster. Some people believe ultimately that the variation on the names of other prominent goddesses like Ishtar, Ashtar, Isis, usually the gods Osiris and Dionysius were depicted as dying and being reborn. 
Christians and non-Christians celebrate Easter in decidedly non-Christian ways with chocolate and bunnies. So the Easter eggs, the Easter egg hunts, the bunny rabbits, the green grass in the baskets, the sweet chocolates, they're all about birth and renewal and life and probably have very little to do with the Christian holidays or the Jewish holidays or any of that stuff. It probably all goes back to the goddess-worshipping cultures. I mean, it has to do with these things, but it was converted into these things rather than it being originated by these things. So, yeah, it's cool. It's interesting. In rural Britain, it was traditional to drink dandelion and burdock cordials at this time, as these herbs were to help cleanse the blood and are good tonic for the body after its winter hardships. Um, so that's like a spring cleaning for the body, as well as a spring cleaning for the house, and a time for spring cleaning in both the nature meaning clearing the land so that you can start to plant and clearing out the house so it could be clean and clearing out your body from all its toxins. It's a good time to do all that stuff. And of course, the the symbolism of eggs is the rebirth and rabbits is fertility. Oh, yes. The, the holiday that is celebrated as the new year and claims as its first day the first sign of the zodiac Aries is the beginning of the year. And that's interesting because in astrology, Aries is the beginning sign. And, uh, and the zodiac sign of Aries begins March 21st. So there you go. In Roman Catholic Church, there's two holidays that get mixed up with the vernal equinox. One is March 25th which is called the Feast of the Annunciation of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it basically means the announcement, and this is the day that the Archangel Gabriel announced to Mary that she was um, pregnant. And uh, naturally, since she was a virgin, she was quite shocked indeed. So that's the first part. It seems to me that the vernal equinox, probably in the pagan tradition, was um, actually a time of celebrating sexuality, which is kind of interesting because in the Catholic faith and the Christian faiths, they're so like repressed about this stuff. But my impression from some of the stuff I've read here is that the whole pagan concept of uh, sexuality and love and renewal and birth and um, planting of seeds and things like that was really sacred and celebrated, which makes a heck of a lot of sense. But, you know, um, I guess it got demonized because as the goddess worship got demonized, so did all of the things, the mysteries of uh, femininity and love and procreation as well as um, just uh, general caring for the earth and the environment and such things. And then the second part Easter, the name Easter, of course, was taken from the lunar goddess Oster, which is where we get the name for the female hormone estrogen, and her symbols were the bunny and the egg, and the cosmic egg of creation, of course, is um, is well known throughout all faiths. The Christians have um, been hard-pressed to explain how 
her holiday, which was held on the vernal equinox, the full moon, of course, the church doesn't celebrate full moons, even if they do calculate by them. So they planted their Easter on the following Sunday because they didn't want it to be, you know, exact because that would obviously too difficult to explain. So there's uh, one more interesting little bit in Christianity. Obviously, Christ dies on Good Friday. He goes to the underworld for three days, and on the third day he rises, which is on Easter. In the pagan culture, there is a close coincidence. There's uh, ancient pagan religion speak of a goddess descending into the underworld for also three days, and then of course, rising to be reborn. The text in the Book of Shadows is, I quote, the moon waxes and wanes and walks three nights in darkness, though the goddess once spent three nights in the kingdom of death. And that's what, uh, and that's what that is. And then, of course, in all kinds of mythology, it's, it's pretty much the same. There are these same recurring themes of, of going into hibernation or going to a death kind of a state where there's some lifeless state and then being reborn. There's this three-day thing. There's eggs. There's um, relations to the phases of the moon. And it all starts with the whole the whole equinox and the point where the sun crosses the equator and enters the astrological sign of Aries, which is the new year, the new birth, the newness of pretty much everything. So happy vernal equinox. It is a new spring, a new year, a new chance to um, grow whatever you choose to grow. So make good choices and um, let's grow peace. The common wives tale regarding balancing an egg on its end during the vernal equinox is just a myth. It's not necessarily true and apparently with enough practice you can balance an egg on its end any day of the year. So there you go. That answers that question that in fact I was asked by my own child. If you can stand a raw egg on its end it has nothing to do with the equinox. So there you go. So, so interesting thing about the vernal equinox or really any equinox is that because it's the time astronomically that the sun crosses directly over the earth's equator, it's kind of known as a universal time. When it's the vernal equinox in the northern hemisphere, it's the autumn equinox or the autumnal equinox in the southern hemisphere, meaning that it's, it's autumn in the southern hemisphere and spring in the northern hemisphere. So that's kind of interesting. The equinox in general, equinox means equal night. So basically the sun is positioned above the equator. Day and night are about equal in length over the worlds during the equinoxes. It's kind of cool. It's kind of a cool thing. And of course, the spring flower of the vernal equinox is the beloved crocus. But after the snowdrops, which probably is the very first in the northern garden, 
is the beloved crocus. And when the crocus comes up and they bloom, you know that spring is officially here. And of course the crocus are blooming my garden, which makes me enormously happy because I love the spring. And uh, it means that finally the dark days of winter are behind us and the new beautiful life-giving days of spring and summer are upon us. So happy spring and make it a good year. Happy New Year for those of you who celebrate that. And uh, enjoy. Come on down, drop me a note. Let me know what you think. And uh, give me some of your interesting vernal equinox legend and mythology. I'd love to, uh, I'd love to learn more about it. Until tomorrow, this is Ellen Iron Dove signing out. <laughs>